First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. And the rubber chicken says... This is some country. You figured out how to deliver Christmas gifts, but you didn't figure out how to deliver COVID tests. What's the matter with you? But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. Well, you're a smart rubber chicken, that's for sure. And maybe you should be in charge of COVID testing. Well, we'll talk about you running for office some other time because we've got to get on with Rantcast. Number 64, entitled... Happy New Year! I sure fucking hope so. God, God. There are lines in New York City wrapped around the block to get COVID tests, which were the... Well, that's what we needed to get. We knew that from the beginning. It was one way to control the pandemic. We knew it from the very beginning. And two years later, here we are. Huh? We don't have the tests. It's unbelievable. And if we and and then when we do have the tests, we don't have there's, there's so many people out there here, Florida, they're racing out in their cars. Yes, sir, Bob, all over the place, apparently. Some places, not at all, but a lot of places. Let's get those tests done, they're screaming. But the labs are all backed up. So my friend Neil Mazzella, who just recently tried to get one last week uh, for the for a Christmas party, that a small one that we're gathering that we were having. He was trying to get uh, the the PCR test. Well, the, the uh, he'd done one on Monday, okay, and on uh, it didn't come through. Uh, the test it resulted in he can get till Thursday, which is worthless, okay, the day after he needed it. And so he was going to try to get some folks to come into his shop. He helps build the scenery for uh, a lot of New York's uh, shows. The the, the uh, the, the these theatrical shows on Broadway. And um, he wanted to, for his shop and for uh, his friends, he wanted to getting these uh, folks in to do the PCR and discovered that if they came in to do it, the, they wouldn't be able to get the uh, results in time. They'd get them on maybe uh, late on Christmas Day, which wouldn't fucking help. And if they did got them the next day, it would be worthless. So it's unbelievable, just uh, extraordinary. We are backed up, backlogged. Um, one would think by now we'd be able to have done it. We certainly would be able to have, uh, you know, but we had to get the vaccines out. That's what I was hearing this morning. That's why we don't have the test. Well, I really, we don't have enough people in this country that we can't get it done. We couldn't have assigned to the Republicans do this and to the Democrats do that. Huh? Couldn't have done some split screen kind of a thing. Maybe put some of them together to work together to kind of maybe show that they could get a group spirit thing done. Unbelievable. It's just fucking appalling. And then the the, uh, 
the pills that are needed that will keep people out of hospitals, uh, that we don't have uh, enough of. And uh, and now they're giving out these uh, rapid tests. But in New York, they were giving 20,000 out, I guess, in the first day. But well, that really helps in the city of 8 million. You know, it's extraordinary. Um, and, and now I guess uh, you should know what it's we, we should know what it's like when people are trying to get, you know, food in a, in a country like uh, Haiti when they're starving to death and they end up with two bags of uh, giant bags, 200 pounds bags of rice for, you know, 100,000 people. That's fucking amazing that we, we that, that this country at this point in time is incapable of, of really being. Uh, able to do the job that needs to be done. It, it just would be on belief. You know, maybe maybe we do need uh, rubber chickens in <laughs> running the running our uh, society. I I I, it, I don't get it. Um, it just defies description. But we got the Christmas gifts, boy, didn't we? Huh? We got all those, didn't we? We got every Christmas gift we needed. That supply thing, we got that thing moving so everybody could have the Christmas that they've been waiting for because that's really what matters, okay? And so everybody had to get home, so that's why they were finally getting the tests. I think not for any of this for the right reasons. It's great that people wanted to get together. I get why people wanted to get together, okay? But you, to make sure that they get the Christmas gifts, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? We have tons of stuff. Rewrap the stuff. Rewrap the stuff that's in the basement and give it back. The stuff that's all the way at the back of the goddamn closet. People forget that the shit's even there. Huh? That would be really good. Meanwhile, they're screaming about inflation. But by God, there was, I think, a record in, in terms of, or at least in terms of recently, uh, of people buying stuff. They finally could go out and buy a ton of shit again, and they were so happy about it being able to buy that ton of shit. And by buying that ton of shit, the price of shit went on the rise because the price of shit is on the rise. And people are really upset about the price of shit being on the rise. And I don't blame them for being upset. But there's a whole group of people who are really going to suffer because of that. And then there's the people who had been able to, you know, um, who could who could actually, instead of using that money toward Christmas <coughs> gifts might have, uh, you know, been able to save that money so that they <coughs> could afford to deal with somewhat of the inflation. Or maybe cut back. Maybe maybe if somebody fucking actually told us how to deal with inflation, okay, that might be a, a really good thing. The Republicans say they know how to do it. Yes, they do. The Republicans have said that time and again. That's why they should be elected. And so what would be the answer? What should we do, Republicans? Shh, we're going to keep it a secret. You'll find out after you elect us. Is, is this seriously the way in which government is supposed to be run? Really? You keep it a secret until after you're elected, and then you go, oh, now we're going to tell you? You're not telling us because you don't fucking know. Because none of you really get economics. Nobody gets economics. Nobody. It's like six people, maybe. And then sometimes it's just a fucking guess. But God damn it. You elect somebody who's keeping it a secret. You know, tell us what it is. And you go, wow, that's really smart. We should elect you again. You really do know what you're doing. But one would think that would be the way in which an intelligent country uh, would go about its voting process. One would think. 
But our voting is uh, out of control at this point, just completely the same. It's also, I'm sorry to say, it's the Republicans. And no, I'm not Republican bashing today. It just happens to be that that, yeah, well, you know, I am yelling about them. Yeah, because A, they, that's what I just said was about them and inflation. And B, it has to do with their, uh, their, 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 their screaming and yelling about this uh, last election that it was rigged. Well, meanwhile, they're trying to rig the next election. I will repeat that. They're yelling about the last election, which they claim was rigged, while they're rigging the next election. Oh, no, they're not. They're just trying to get voting rights together. No, they're not. They, what they're trying to do is to be sure that they're, uh, the difficulty that they're having with the lack of a majority, uh, that they can control things. In certain states, they have a majority. And they should be happy with that. And they should be able to, to do what that state um, wants, you know, what they want to do in that state. Okay. And that's certainly we see that time and again. But you don't, um, you don't take away uh, voting rights from individuals. We've been through this before. Okay. We have. I've lived through it in my lifetime. That's why we had the, the Voting Rights Act. That's why we had the, the bills that we had. That's why we, 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 we did everything that was possible to make sure that and ensure the fact that people could vote. And, uh, and, and, and now you're trying to, to go back on that. Nobody, people don't vote. You act like, they act like there's this fucking, people, people are going to fucking, you know, there's going to be fraud. Are you shitting me? You can't even get them into a voting booth to just vote. You think they're going to sneak around? Who? But maybe Mayor Daley uh, might have done it in Chicago, but that was when dead people did vote. And they did vote. In Chicago, dead people rise from the grave and go and vote. They actually voted. Not zombies, because they didn't eat or, or kill anybody. They just did voting. It was, uh, you know, it, it, come on. We're a country that doesn't give a shit about voting because a lot of people realize that it really is. It, it is it's, as I've described it, it, the only reason a lot of you, you might want to go vote is because it's the, you, the one day you will feel more ineffectual than you do on any other day. You know? And so the next day, or any horrible day later, you go, well, it's a shitty day today, but at least I didn't have to vote. A lot of people feel like their vote doesn't matter. And boy, oh boy, does this certainly put the icing on that fucking cake. Stop it. And I talk about this because I'm, I work for the ACLU as their voting rights ambassador. Don't even ask how come they asked me to do it. But that's what I believe in. I have for a long time. I think it's vital. I think you make it as easy as possible for people to vote. You make it as simple as possible for people to vote. There was no voting fraud that occurred last time. How do I know that? Because fucking basic sit of the citizenry of this country, not you douchebag fucking people who are in office, okay? Not you strident Republicans, not the Democrats. People who, they were Republicans and they were Democrats. So straight up citizens who oversaw these processes and said, yeah, yeah, this has all been straight up. And they went through this two, three times. But no, Arizona had to check it out. Oh, boy, we got, we're going to do it in Wisconsin. So they have the, the, the computer ninjas or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Are you kidding me? Couldn't even come up with a better name? Wow. Stupefying. And if I got the name wrong, I don't give a shit anymore.
They don't deserve to have the, their name said right. And they, in the state of Arizona, we, you know, these people willfully pay, you know, they, oh, I can't wait to pay for this. When they'd already been told over and over again, there was no fraud. There was, they found some fraud in the villages these fuckers voted. Three of them, I guess, had voted for, uh, had, 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 had voted, uh, they, they committed voter fraud. They voted multiple times. They'd be, you know, God damn it. Nobody does it. Nobody's got the time. Nobody's got the energy. You don't set it up this way just because you're afraid you're going to lose. And that if you lose the, in the most extraordinary statements ever made, if, that somehow if you lose, then it's fraudulent. Fuck you. Then the Washington football team won all their games this year. Okay? They didn't lose. The, the, the referees cheated them. You know? That's what happened. The, the, the Baltimore Orioles got cheated by the umpires. Those weren't strikes. They were balls. They all should have walked. We should have won all those games 19 to 7. Come on. Or, you know, if you're so fucking afraid of not winning these elections, then you make sure the teams like Baltimore and the Washington football team are given like, like they, they have runs at the beginning of the game. So that uh, like Baltimore has three or four runs at the beginning game, five runs, the Yankees seven, maybe nine if it's the Dodgers at 12, who knows? And if it's, if it's not that, it's touchdowns for the Red, the, not, I'm sorry, the, the Washington football team, which is the way it should be named. Almost said that name again. I've been calling the Washington football team for a number of years now, and that's what they should be called. It's kind of quaint. It's cute. Um, it, and it kind of works, I think. But by God, if you need to, if you need to, you know, have, you know, make it sure that you get your votes, you make it fucking sure, you Republicans, okay, that my teams get extra runs and extra touchdowns and extra points, okay? It's got to stop. It just has to stop. Really, you got to work together. There's no way to live. We have more than any other country on earth. And we, and we make ourselves miserable. And we make ourselves miserable. I, I was depressed to see that the, there's a phone going off my phone. Very important. I'm, I'm going to let it ring because it's more important to talk to you. Um, the uh, climate change I saw recently, uh, if you're wondering... Uh, if it's real or not, it's it's affecting the the wine, the growing of wine, you know, all over the world. Uh, in France, they're having difficulty. They're moving further north. Uh, the um, when they uh, have to start picking the grapes is earlier and earlier. Uh, there was uh, flooding that, that was unusual. Um, that's it's and it's not just this year. It is the it has been going on for a while. England is now growing grapes. Uh, there are countries that are more northern than are now. They're, they're in, in Argentina and Chile. They're, they're moving up the mountains because it needs to be colder it, for the grapes to grow properly. Many say that the grapes that in France, by them being you know, hotter at this time, is better. Who knows? I certainly don't. But uh, maybe that's how we get people to believe in uh, the fact that we've got problems with climate. 
uh, our climate and that we have to deal with it. The, the, they don't seem to get it on any level. The scientists they don't trust. They don't trust them in terms of the vaccinations. They don't trust them in terms of facts. When it comes 97%, 98%, 99% of the world scientists agree, there is, uh, you know, the warming. <laughs> there is warming and it will get worse and worse and worse. So maybe the way at it is to, 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 to appeal to the alcoholics. A number of them, I'm sure, uh, uh, are fighting uh, against the fact that there's certainly no such thing as uh, global warming, climate change, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The end of the, the end of this planet as we know it. Okay. But maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe you say, well, no more, no more beer. There won't be any uh, maker's mark. You're fucked. You know, it's coming. Won't be able to grow it. We're, we're going to have to, it's, uh, it's not going to be possible. There'll only be 10 bottles left a year. You're going to have to fight over them. Maybe that's the way to get it. Done. I don't. I, I don't know how else to do anything in order to get people to kind of get things done. You can't get it. And they, in Congress, they fight all over it. We're not going to put money into that. Um, we have to. If other countries don't, who cares? It really just is uh, the strangest of times. We're nuts. You know, I was watching uh, my Washington football team get massacred, massacred by the uh, and people write in, oh, isn't that a reference to? No, they got their asses kicked, okay? And that's a really good word to, to, uh, to use when it comes to the Washington football team because they're not being referred to as the, uh, you know, my, my mistake a few seconds ago. Uh, wrong choice of words, Lewis. I'm sure there'll be blowback. The shit kicked out of them, and it was horrifying to watch. I watched every minute of it, just so that when we lost by 30 points the next this upcoming week, I would feel better. But they, it was, you know, it's it, they, they sing that song, that, you know, uh, waiting all day for Sunday night. Who the fuck waits all day for Sunday night? Hmm? Who waits all day for Sunday night? Nobody is waiting all day for Sunday night. That's madness. There's mostly the games take place in the, during the day. Huh? See, nobody's waiting all day for Sunday night. Nobody in their right mind, because that means it's going to be Monday. You know, Monday is a moment away if you're waiting all day for Sunday night. It's Sunday night, boom, it's Monday, you're fucked again. It's back to work. It's another fucking week. So what bullshit waiting all day for Sunday night, for that game, for, for Chris and Al, fuck you, ridiculous. Are we the only country that sells toilet paper that bears are selling toilet paper to human beings? Isn't that um, psychotic? People, people watch, oh, those bears, those cartoon bears are using it, shaking their little behinds. Oh, look, it's clean, that it doesn't get stuck to fur. None of us have fur, okay? And if you have fur on your, on your buttocks, you, you see a doctor. See a doctor immediately, okay? Unless you live somewhere really, really cold, and it's it, it's it's a uh, uh, it's an evolutionary change for you. The fuck is the boy? These bears. Who came up with that idea? And why is it on t TV? And wouldn't you, why wouldn't you just show? Here's toilet paper. Go wipe yourself. We make really good toilet paper. Even the bears. Oh. And 
And who's buying uh, who's buying insurance from an emu? Huh? I get it during the during the pandemic, but it's got to stop. I mean, I don't. I, actually, I don't get it during the pandemic. I take that back. That was me being kind. Sometimes I'm a little too kind. All right, but no, that's wrong. Okay, completely wrong. You don't buy. Boy, that emu is uh, selling. Uh, you know, and and it's a guy riding with an emu as a partner. Boy. It's, it's cute for about an eighth of a second. But I could sit here and go through all of that. I've, I've watched too much TV this week. I've watched too much TV this year. And I haven't read enough. You should know just uh, something I read yesterday that uh, the, after these tornadoes, once again, it was discussed about uh, building uh, safe places for people to, to be able to gather uh, apartment building or such as Amazon or the, um, the candle making factory that they could gather and be safe. One would think it would be good that they would have it. But you know, the, the reason that they're not built is, is, it, uh, is the, it's too much money. It just costs too much. Really? Human life costs too much. You'd rather have these interviews afterwards where you talk about how people lost uh, their loved ones and that they were, were they, uh, they, they had to, you know, search for their, their, their the, the animal that they cared so deeply about or that they were, they were holding their sister's hand and the next thing they knew that they, they were just holding a hand and a, there was a washing machine in its place and, and the, you know, and, and look at the rubble and what's been lost and uh, it's tough enough to deal with the loss. You got to deal with it. We, we, we don't spend the money. We got more money. You know, we got three guys competing to launch fucking, uh, you know, rockets into space with the money. <laughs> There's tons and tons of it that we have left in the hands of certain people, more than they could possibly have ever dreamed of, more than we could have ever dreamed of. And, we don't want to put that toward anything other than making sure that they have whatever it is that makes the, those people, those hundred people, or however many it is, happy. Extraordinary. I leave you with this, um, especially if you're thinking of the is now as we kind of return home, maybe during this. Uh, this new variant, which hopefully really like in South Africa runs through, through quickly. Let us hope so. And really is a milder form. Let us hope so. But a federal court in Germany, uh, I'm sure somebody out there is going to do this immediately ruled that a man who injured himself at home while walking from his bed to his desk was technically commuting. Yes. Walking from his bed to his desk. Okay, and he was working at home from his bed to his desk, and he uh, uh, and he, he injured himself, and is thus entitled to work workers' compensation. So there's something, you know. So if you're wondering what you might do uh, tomorrow morning when you're at home and you, you know, is uh, is wake up and uh, you know, walk into the walk into something.
place something out there you can trip over and, and file suit for a workman's comp because you were injured while working at home. Well, you were commuting at home. You can't call being at home going from your bed. I mean, come on. The Germans, you know, you expect them a a modicum of intelligence. They're just as dumb as we are. The whole planet apparently is in its own special way. Okay. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap on uh, this year. Next week, I will uh, go through the year in review. I, I just was not prepared for that. And I may not be prepared next week, but I'm going to go through and take the things that really strike me and uh, yell and scream, maybe. Or I'll have the rubber chicken just do the whole show going, bark, 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 bark. Um, I want to wish you all a very happy new year. I hope it brings you uh, a better year, a really great year, a year of, uh, of wonder and joy and, um, and an end to a shitstorm that has uh, really been uh, more than any of us can bear. But other people seem to, it hasn't seemed to bother them. Um, Hopefully more people, that's a year, hopefully more people get vaccinated. Hopefully a year that uh, we get uh, a little more intelligent. (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, But I want to wish you all nothing but the best. You'll be hearing, by the way, uh, the rants from Kingston, New York. Uh, where my good friend Ed Gold and his family live. And uh, I think you'll enjoy those. And I want to thank all of you who, who've uh, continued to send in those rants. And, um, and hopefully one way or another, we will get to them in, uh, in one fashion or another. Uh, it's, it's deeply appreciated. And uh, as I've said before, it, uh, it has been a real joy for me to, to, to read them. I mean... To uh, to read your anger and your irritation, um, and your and and to just get out how mad you are, uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, and here at the year's end, I want to thank uh, all those folks who uh, work with me and do a great job. Ben Brewer is the tour manager and is kind of oversees a ton of the stuff that we do, and you know, um, and. Uh, the uh, James Salkin, who, who is the producer of this um, uh, rant cast and uh, has really and writes out those uh, uh, excellent summaries and gets the info out to you. Also does the stuff at our shows and is the one who's been doing the, the live stream of the rant is due and videos uh, each show. Uh, Jeff Stilson, who's... Uh, been the opening act and uh, has, has done a fine job and really uh, helped with uh, thanks for risking your life. He was really uh, good in helping me with my through line and uh, coming up with uh, some, some 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 very good lines that uh, most of them were mine, 90%, 98%, 102%. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he was a big help on that. And he was one of the reasons we got it out there. Um, also, uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, I, I think that's his last name. My brain is a, a, my, the driver of the bus, Frank Moreno, uh, who used to drive the bus, uh, John Bowman, who I hope is doing well, who did a, I'm just going to give him a, a new year shout out. And, 
the folks at Laugh Button and um, uh, and uh, for what they do and uh, Fan Asylum for uh, everything that in uh, that they do, which is uh, is a lot in terms of uh, getting in touch with those of you who are in the fan club and making sure that you you get your tickets and everything goes well and uh, uh, answers a lot of the questions that you might have. So I've, I've been lucky to have a, a group and then there's the uh, syndicate. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure what they do, but I know they do a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it's Matt and Peter who uh, I'm mainly in touch with there. Uh, Laugh Button helps get out this to uh, make sure that the Randcast gets out there to wherever it fucking should go. So that's it. That's all the thank yous. I'm, you know, normally it'd be a long scroll. That's what they say at the end of the news, at the end of the year. And uh, I uh, look forward to seeing you down the road. Okay. Please take care, be safe, and uh, don't let them drive you batshit crazy. They're crazy. You're not. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And the rubber chicken says, (laughs) Happy New Year. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are coming to you live tonight from the Ulster Performing Arts Center in Kingston, New York. I will get right to this because uh, we've got... I mean, the first thing I'm going to do is last night, uh, I, uh, due to the fact that this goes out live, and it li- literally goes throughout the world. So there, there are people uh, in Tanzania, seriously, seriously, who watch this. And uh, it's it's... 
and I feel it's my job to, that what I'm in, doing in part is, is in a way teaching English to many people in the world. Uh, but during the course of last night's when we were in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, I fucked up a thing, and I'm going to read it again because I thought it was really interesting to have these two things back to back. And since you guys are, you, you'll get it, and um, and the folks who watched uh, who, who, who will understand what I'm doing. But this came so that Sharon Concanon wrote in the following: The University of Delaware president recently stated that Delaware schools aren't producing students smart enough for his state-funded public university. Uh, he gets tons of out-of-state tuition, $150 million from Delaware. And then, since he isn't using our funds to help our students, what can we use that $150 million for instead? And how far should we tell him to shove? That's not the attitude. <laughs> what I wanted to read afterwards and couldn't find was this from Nicole Matos. Fucking bitch-ass kids! Parents are horrible, their kids are horrible. Wake up, people, your kids are dumb in Delaware. Lowest scores in the country. How good is that? So you have, you have this person pissed, and yet they get you just, that's what I love about this. That it's fucking unbelievable. God damn it, we have great kids, and they're really, oh, fuck you, the kids suck. So we'll get on, this is to, to, we'll get on to Kingston, which, uh, this is Eric S. Skinny jeans and the beards are killing me. <laughs> um, and this is Kevin Fedorko. This will explain it a little better. Hey, Lewis, I think you might be in agreement with me about the hipster douchebags who've not only ruined the great borough of Brooklyn, Billy Berg, fucking Billy Berg, and Hell's Kitchen, Midtown West bullshit, but now they have invaded the peaceful and scenic vistas of the Hudson Valley. Like locusts with ironic t-shirts and a man bun, they have seeped northward to tell the native populace how to live. They should have been stopped at Peekskill. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really you know it's interesting. I live in Hell's Kitchen, and it's not it's not so much uh, uh, really hipster. It's like Bizarro Richo. I mean, all of a sudden, after nine eleven, they said nobody's going to live in New York, and then in my neighborhood. Uh, of, of, uh, of Hell's Kitchen, they built like 20 to 25 massive high-rises that cost like six, $7,000 for a fucking two-bedroom apartment. Who the fuck? Not in, you, you can't get that many hipsters to dance on the head of a pin to come up with that rent. <laughs> this is uh, Matthew Hamilton. I'm a black kid at a liberal arts college, and... Uh, People keep bringing up Obama around me. <laughs> My Korean friend, this is spectacular, said he finally gets it after Parasite won the best picture. <laughs> because he keeps getting congratulated. <laughs> what should we do? 
you tell those people who are talking to you that you produced the movie and you're making another one and that they should get their parents to give you a check. Because if they're that dumb that they're congratulating, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it won. Oh, you're so good. Must be so... <laughs> fucking unbelievable. I can't... <laughs> Sean Hay, here in Kingston tonight for the show. I'm so fucked when I get home. We decided to put my two-year-old in his first bed today. Fucker's gonna bounce himself off the bed and my wife will strangle me. Fucking kids, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> this is Susan Davis, this is perfect, because this is, this is what I like, this is going back to back. Susan Davis says New York State is run by a bunch of liberal snowflakes, gun grabbers. Okay, um, I'm gonna tell you something, Susan. No one is grabbing your gun, okay? <laughs> Nobody, nobody's grabbing, nobody's coming to your house. Nobody's gonna ask you your gun, okay? Not gonna happen. So there may be, uh, and, and uh, snowflakes, both sides have snowflakes, okay? Because if we're saying snowflakes, this is the, now when I say things about early on, you've really touched a nerve here, Susan. <laughs> I mean, I talked for a long time about this. It really irritates me with the gun thing because it's not gonna happen, all right? You can't keep making shit up. Nobody's doing it. The, 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 nobody, the, I, I, I did three USO tours. I can guarantee you this, the army is not coming to your house. Why? Because they're not fucking stupid. <laughs> Two, snowflakes, all right? Grant you, there are snowflakes. There's a PC shit going on on the left that is psychotic. Um, I get it, and it's obnoxious, and there's a snowflakey thing, but also, when I say things about the other side, when I say things about the leader, I have never early on heard people whining more. You can't say that about <laughs> It's the same thing. Both sides have whiners, so can we move on? And I, I will tell you, one thing I will tell you, One thing I will tell you, I, and, and this is just a fact, I have never in my life ever had any uh, affection for any uh, party and leadership. And the, when I talked about the National Comedy Center, Susan, I'm gonna tell you something. No one, no one has ever, when I've worked on anything uh, that, that generally has to do with the government, and, or even in theater, which was, I was a part of, um, they said this group in, in uh, Jamestown, New York, who's a group of people who, who lived there, many who returned home, it was Lucille Ball's uh, ancestral home, and they'd been working up there doing a festival. And these people all came back, and what they thought was, fuck, let's try to make a, a, a national comedy center, essentially a museum for comedy. And the state of New York, um, and it takes, maybe it's snowflakes who do it, it came up with matching funds to create, and go see it, one of the most extraordinary fucking museums 
and the only museum dedicated to the craft of comedy in the entire world. And And so for me, it's hard for me to get upset because after I'm 72 years old, and, or I'm gonna be, I fucking, I'm gonna be. Shut <laughs> I fucking idiot. So, no, and, uh, and I've, I finally, after years, after fucking years, got something. The, the government fucking did something. So you can't, I'm not, I can't bitch. I got one little thing, and I work with them, and it's working out really well, and they did a great job. It's spectacular, and there isn't a person who goes through there that doesn't think it's spectacular, and it's considered one of the 100 greatest places to visit in the world, and that's by Time Magazine, which used to be Republican and then looked like Newsweek, and now it's Republican again. <laughs> I, uh, that was my private moment. <laughs> so, and this is, so here's what, here's what the, the snowflakes did, uh, Susan. Michelle Del Priori, every year in New York State, the governor cuts library funding from the budget. <laughs> yep. And every year, library advocates have to fight tooth and nail to get funding reinstated for public libraries. Libraries do not discriminate, are open to all, regardless of gender, age, race, religion, etc., and they are free. The federal government is not blameless either as they cut or threaten to cut funding to IMLS as well. Personally, I'd rather have my tax dollars pay for a book or a class or anything my library offers rather than have a big giant dumb bridge built and then name it after my father. <laughs> See how the circle is unbroken. <laughs> Rob Dexter, whatever asshole named Red Delicious Apples got the name half right. They're definitely red. <laughs> Every year I'm stupid enough to see them in the store and think to myself, Red Delicious sounds great. They're fucking not! <laughs> Sharon Soons, so I'm a fourth generation apple grower. Several years ago, we started offering Pick Your Own, and then the shit show began. Why do people lose their minds and suddenly decide filling every pocket and orifice with apples is a good idea? <laughs> or pick a slew of apples and then pour them on the ground and pick the best ones. I could go on, but you're about to come on, so goodbye. <laughs> Maybe you should plant red delicious apples. <laughs> uh -oh. This is Kelty McCormick. Getting directions from somebody without gray hair is impossible because they always say, don't you have GPS? <laughs> to hide the fact that they don't know where they are. <laughs> it's, um, this is Peter Humphreys. Uh, I'm an endangered species. We're called nativus woodstockus. I am probably coming close to the end of my life expectancy. You, you see, uh, 
we are kind of known for consuming large amounts of drugs and alcohol and doing bar crawls pretty much every night from sundown to sunup from the 1960s to the 1980s. I wouldn't feel such an urgency to be here tonight, but my habitat has been destroyed. Many other species found our utopia and decided they loved it and moved here. For some reason, though, they've decided they don't really like it after all and have decimated our nocturnal survival. So now there are only a couple of places left and they struggle to survive. What I miss most of all are the braless hippies. Oh, those free spirits. Where have they migrated to? <laughs> I would always volunteer to go shopping with my mother. And even at that age, I fucking hated shopping. Well, there's at least one thing that hasn't changed. Deciding between Bearsville Flats and Andy Lee Field to where to send people when they ask, where was the festival? <laughs> <laughs> That one brings back the same joy it did over 50 years ago. <laughs> hey, it's better than fucking disappointing them and telling them to fuel up and pick up some snacks because they got a 70-mile drive to make. And plus, I don't fucking know the directions to getting there. <laughs> and this is uh, Tom Taylor. Uh, welcome back to Kingston, Lewis. I was at your show here two years ago, and you read my rant on gas cap covers. While unable to be there tonight, I wanted to alert you to something more dangerous than the sociopath in the White House, more dire than climate change. What is it, you ask? It awaits all who come to our wonderful city as they enter exit 19 off the thruway. <laughs> as soon as you go through the toll booth, there it is, the hell of transportation. A fucking roundabout. <laughs> also commonly known as a traffic circle. The names sound so friendly, don't they? Roundabout, traffic circle. They're fucking nightmares. I've survived this goddamn thing at least a thousand times thinking, will this be my last day alive? <laughs> To make it worse, there are two lanes with, of course, painted arrows and dotted lines telling you which lane you're supposed to be in. Well, it doesn't fucking matter! <laughs> Why? Because the guy next to you isn't sure what the fuck lane he's supposed to be in. <laughs> it's like being in a maze of circular bumper cars. Who the fuck designs these things? The reason is, of course, to make traffic flow better and to make it more expedient to get from point A to point B. Well, it isn't more expedient if a tractor trailer getting to his exit off this fucking thing crushes you like a bug. It is transportation's answer to a Death Star. And what is my city's answer to this fucking crisis? They're building another one. Thank you, Kingston. Thanks to everybody who's been watching. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. 
If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, <laughs> Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkind. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.